Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 49. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am so stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. But this episode, friend, it is going to be part one of a two-part series that I am doing particularly for people who are wanting to do better as an ally for transgender diverse folks or learn about becoming one. Because being an ally isn't just a once-off thing. It's not just being performative when TGD folks are around. It's about doing the work even when trans and gender diverse folks aren't around. It's having tough conversation with friends, colleagues and family about transphobic things that they may say and not being willing to be complicit in their transphobia. That's really what being an ally is about. It's making the changes that help members of the TGD community, even if they aren't always there to (laughs) have to raise the conversations. It's raising them without them, but not speaking on their behalf, but speaking as someone who can see that maybe what's happening just isn't okay. Now, if you're a member of the TGD community and are really struggling with those around you being understanding of your experience, then these next two episodes may also help you out as well. It might be okay for you to share it with friends, with family, because I know for myself, from my own personal experience with family and friends, that sometimes it can be a real challenge to have them actually listen and be open to your experiences and what you may be requesting of them to do to support you. So if that is perhaps your case, then giving them a listen to someone else who they don't know, who also shares a similar experience to you, may actually help them to see things a bit differently and be a bit more understanding of your experience and where you're at. See, part of my everyday work is educating cis folks about TGD inclusion. I don't just do fitness coaching and online training and nutrition coaching for TGD folks in Australia and around the world. That's one part of what I do. (laughs) But I work a lot with allied health professionals. I help them to learn more about the queer community in general and especially around the needs and experiences of TGD folks, particularly in that allied health space, because... The medical industry has this kind of way of pathologizing transgender diverse experiences, of not supporting them, of gatekeeping, of just in general being pretty shit. So so a lot of that work that I do with allied health professionals is around raising that awareness that these spaces need to be accessible for the needs of all people. And that means transgender diverse people and it means being sensitive to their needs and their experiences as well. Now, before I go any further, I just want to clarify 
what cis means because I'm going to be using that term a lot through the next couple episodes. And if you don't know what it is, now's a chance for you to learn. Maybe maybe your first lesson. (laughs) Now, I want to be really clear here that cis is not an insult. It's not a slur. It's not derogatory. It's not a put down. It is a term that defines any person whose gender identity aligns with their sex that is assigned them at birth. If you are not trans or gender diverse, you are cis. That's all that means. So it's not an insult. Please don't take offense if you hear me talking about cis people because I'm just talking about people who are not trans or gender diverse. So what I'm going to share through these next couple episodes may also bring up some challenging feelings for you if you are a cis person listening to this. And I want you to know that that's okay. And it's okay because these feelings that may come up for you are showing you where you need to do the work on yourself. This is a a brilliant opportunity to learn and gain self-awareness and where you're at. Now, If I'm sharing something in particular and you do have some feelings come up around that, I want you to take a moment there. Stop. Stop listening (laughs) just for a moment to the podcast. Put it on pause and take a moment to reflect on what you're feeling. What emotions are coming up for you? Can you name them? Can you get really clear on exactly what you're feeling? Is it frustration? Is it rejection is it like it's probably not going to be a nice feeling and that's okay we have these challenging emotions come up for us when something really pushes our boundaries of or our beliefs and this understanding that we have of the world so feel okay with that it's okay to have challenging feelings but it's invaluable if you're able to have the feeling and then ask yourself why you're having it like why why am I having this what's coming up to me what about what is being said right now is actually upsetting me that is how you learn to understand yourself better that is how you then have an opportunity to learn how you can better support people from the trans and gender diverse community it may be a family member it may be a friend it may be a work colleague it doesn't matter When you can understand those emotions that come up for you, you have the ability to learn more about yourself. There is no shame in having these emotions come up. We all have beliefs about things that we've developed through our lives, through our lived experiences, through the environments that we've learned in. So it can be hard to change the beliefs that we have. And particularly when we hear something that come up that challenges one of our beliefs, it's difficult. So that's okay. And it's especially difficult when uh, perhaps some of the stuff I'm talking about is challenging a belief that is constantly being reinforced in all of our everyday lives. Mainly that cisgendered is the Crody Fingers appropriate gender identity that there's only two gender identities uh you know even to a, a, a another extent heteronormativity being heterosexual is quote fingers the normal way to be so being cisgendered and heterosexual is perceived as 
Crowdy fingers normal. And this is a message that is constantly reinforced in our everyday life and everything. It's on TV, it's in movies, it's on computer games, it's in books, it's everywhere. So when we hear these discussions that can come up where we cha- where that challenges that, it can be hard because you can really feel like what you believe is the truth. And for you it is. And that's okay. It is your truth. But just because it's your truth, just because these are your views and your beliefs, that does not mean that it is a shared truth that other people will have. It's really important to understand that. We all have our own truths about the way we see and experience the world. And for each of us, they are true. So even though what I'm expressing to you is my truth and it's not your truth, doesn't mean that either of us are wrong. It just means that we've both had very different experiences of the world and both of them are valid. It is okay. It is okay to have your view. What becomes challenging for not just myself, but for so many members of the trans and gender diverse community is when folks have their views and have their beliefs, but then try and force them onto other people. In this case, when someone who is cisgendered tries to force that a cis identity is normal and that's how people, well, all people, quote your fingers, should be, when that's just not true. That is one of the biggest challenges that TGD folks face pretty much every day. It's cis folks trying to push their own beliefs of gender onto those around them. And I get it. Because if you are not trans or gender diverse, you cannot possibly fathom how it could be or how it could feel not aligning with that sex that is assigned to us at birth. Just the same way that for myself, I have spent my whole life knowing that I was not, uh, quotey fingers, a girl. (laughs) And I've always known that. So I could never possibly fathom what it's like being cis. But that's okay. We don't have to understand each other's lived experience to that extent to be accepting of them, to be supportive of them, and to be validating of them. I believe cis folks, when they say they are cis, and just because my view on gender is that it's more of a spectrum as opposed to something that's very binary, that doesn't mean that I'm going to force those views onto someone who is cis, who perhaps perceives only two genders being male and female. You are welcome to that belief. By all means, have that. That is totally okay. I have my experience, you have yours. They are valid for each of us. But the most important thing is that it's not okay to push your view of gender onto someone who doesn't align with your views. That's when it becomes harmful. And again, I need to reemphasize this. Just because that is your truth does not mean that it is someone else's truth. And sometimes that can be hard to accept, especially when it's everywhere that we see that it's to the contrary, that people who are trans or gender diverse seem to be contradicting this really common narrative. Now, the thing is, trans and gender diverse people have been around for forever as well. This is not a new thing. 
This goes way back. This goes back thousands and thousands of years. There are so many native cultures around the world where people who are trans or gender diverse are held up as these spiritual leaders because we can traverse an existence that is neither of the gender binaries being male or female and that offers us an opportunity to have a different view of the world, a different view of self. And it was celebrated. But over time and <laughs> I think because of a lot of Christianity, a lot of Western culture has come in and really changed that. Colonialism changed so much of that. And now it's been pushed so far down in the lessons of history that people think this is just new thing. This is just new fad. Oh, and that children are just out there following a trend. But that's not true. Transgender diverse people have been around for as long as humans have been around. And that may feel really challenging for you. That's okay. You can go and do some research on that. It's a thing. There's stuff out there. I encourage you. Look it up. <laughs> this is how we learn. We explore the, these avenues and we can have our perspective change when we realize that things maybe aren't as we perceive. That just because we are taught something doesn't necessarily mean that that's how things are. But we don't know until we explore beyond what is comfortable for us and what is familiar and thing and like what is what we've already known or always known. Now, these challenges when it comes to being accepted as a member of the transgender diverse folks make life difficult. <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> oh, we are told every day that we are wrong to self-define our gender identities, that we have to be one binary or other based purely on our genitals. Now, this is because, quotey fingers, most people are cis. And because that's the view, it must mean that we are wrong. Quotey fingers on the wrong there because I don't think there's right or wrong. There's there's a billion, there's billions of people in the world. It is not possible for billions of people to only have two forms of gender expression. Like really, there's so many different p ways people can express themselves in personality, in physical traits, sexual traits. Why would gender be any different? We already understand that sexuality is not just heteronormative, that there's very different forms of sexuality and sexual attraction. So why would we think that gender identity is any different? Because it's not. <laughs> but to be really honest, there is nothing wrong with being trans or gender diverse. It's not hard being trans or gender diverse. What makes everything so hard is the attitudes and actions of cis people towards trans and gender diverse people. It's that invalidation of our identities. It is ultimately what it comes down to. The refusal of cis people to accept trans and gender diverse identities. And instead of accepting it, they make life hard. They gatekeep our access to medical resources they gatekeep our access to spaces where other people may have ease of accessing 
There's so many ways that we're limited, but it's because of cis folks. It's not because of trans and gender diverse folks. We are not the creators of our own hardship. Now, that may not feel great to know or hear, but it's okay. Remember at the start, (laughs) I said that it's okay to have stuff come up for you and to reflect on that and learn about yourself and why you're having these feelings. Well, this could be a moment for that. (laughs) And it, it, it often happens when something comes up for a cis person, when they are presented with a situation that involves trans and unidiverse people and perhaps you're challenging your belief and you may say, well, I don't do that. Well, that's not me. And that's okay. Maybe it's not you. Maybe you don't actively go out and perform actions that harm trans and gender diverse people. But what do you do to support them? Because if you are not helping to create safer spaces, if you're not having conversations to help yourself understand trans and gender diverse experiences more, if you're not having conversations with your friends and family who are cis and helping them to understand trans and gender diverse experiences more, if you're not actively supporting the trans and gender diverse community, then it makes you complicit in a system that makes life really, really harmful for us. Now, it's okay to feel challenged, but this doesn't mean that you don't have the power to start doing something. And you don't have to fix everything. By no means here am I saying you've got to go and fix the system. That is not true. There is no expectation here for you to go out and perform miracles or anything like that. But what you have the power to do is firstly, learn and understand your own biases. Manage yourself. That is one of the best ways to help shape more positive spaces for transgender diverse people. Because what happens 99% of the time is cis folks will project the challenging feelings that they have onto transgender diverse people. They lash out. They say transphobic things. In some cases, they physically harm members of the transgender diverse community. I've seen so many newspaper articles written by, I don't really know what their professional qualification is, but giving their opinions on trans and gender diverse experiences <laughs> online, on social media, it's really bad. And there are these attacks on our identities. And this is a challenge. This is a moment where you can help support the TGD community, though, because this is where you do have a voice doesn't matter what everyone else is saying doesn't matter what other shit talk people are having you have the ability to say no this is not okay that can change everything even if it's just for one person even if it's just for a trans or gender diverse person in your life that you know that is life-changing and you have that power right now so it's not about doing huge huge things but it is about Taking responsibility and accountability for your own emotions and realizing that you may have these emotions come up, but you are in charge of managing them. Now, 
I think a lot of the time the reason that people, when they have these emotions come up, when cis folks have these challenging feelings come up, it's because they're making the situation about themselves. And by that, I mean how you feel becomes the most important thing here. Someone expresses something about their identity and you disagree with it, so you want to tell them. You want to tell them you disagree. Well, I don't think that's right. I think that because science, oh my gosh, that's the worst argument ever hit of time. I'm sorry, it's just facts. It's just facts. There's only men and women and because there's only two types of genitals. Also wrong because there are so many folks out there who have an intersex variation, which may show up in a variant in their genitals or just a variation within their chromosomes. So there are not, in fact, just two ways that a person can uh, have their genitals develop. There are more ways than that, but intersex erasure is a whole other conversation that I'm not qualified to talk about because I'm not intersex. But people who will say, I disagree and feel challenged and they'll say, I feel I disagree because of science, because I'm sorry, those are just facts. No, or because my religion says it's bad or it's just hard for me because I've always known this person as insert their name here. Or one of the most infuriating arguments I ever hear when it comes to cis people being defensive about their negative reactions towards trans and diverse people. Think of the children. Now, statistically, trans and gender diverse children have the most promising and positive outcomes in their lives when they are supported by a family, when they are supported by the parents, when they are supported by those around them validating their experience and helping them to express themselves the way they want to express themselves is the most affirming thing you can do for a trans or gender diverse child. Dismissing a trans or gender diverse child as not knowing, not being old enough to know and self-define is harmful. Because I pose this question to you. How old were you when you realized you were cis? Because I know for myself, as someone who's non-binary, I have known my whole life. There's never been a moment in my life where I have not known that I'm, I wasn't a girl when I was a child. It was never me. And I lacked language to express who I was. And so many other folks did as well. But people are having these conversations. Parents are having these conversations. Parents are allowing their child to express themselves as who they are and believe them. And the outcomes from that sort of space on a young person are so positive because a child who is trans or gender diverse can live a completely happy, fulfilling life when they are supported by family. And when they aren't supported by family, well, I don't, I don't know if you've seen statistics around, but the rates of self-harm and the rates of suicide amongst trans and gender diverse people are some of the highest for any population in the world. And it's because of the lack of affirmation, the lack of support that they get from family, from friends, from society at large. So when it comes to feeling challenged by someone who's trans or gender diverse, don't make it about yourself. Don't make it about your opinions. Don't, don't try and state facts. Don't try to give reasons and explain why you're feeling challenged. Just own it yourself take responsibility for your emotions and don't project them onto the trans or gender diverse person who may be in front of you having the conversation or the broader community if you see something online. Because 
trans and gender diverse identities are not about you. They are not. Your emotions are about you. For myself, my non-binary experience is not about you. <laughs> and all of this might be challenging to hear, but that's okay. I really, really urge you to stop and just take a moment to honestly reflect on what you're feeling, things you might have said, or things that you're thinking. And the stuff that I've just listed, this, all those kind of harmful statements, that, that is a far from exhaustive list of some of the really problematic stuff that complete strangers will say to trans or gender diverse people every day. And this is the first step that you can take to being able to better support trans and gender diverse folks. Whether or not you are aware that they're in your life, understanding that someone else's self-expression is purely their own and your self-expression is purely your own is going to make a difference. Because as I said, you don't have to understand someone else's lived experience to be supportive. Because your opinion about someone else's identity is just that. It's an opinion. It's not truth. You can't change someone else or their self-expression just because you have a different opinion. All that leads to is harm and hurt. Hard feelings for you because I can totally understand. There's so many ways in my life where I've been challenged by people's views that I don't agree with. Not about gender identity, but just in general. And those challenging feelings, those boundaries that get pushed, it does not feel nice. I totally get that. I understand those feelings of being challenged around your beliefs. However, being challenged doesn't mean you're right. And so I want you to take a moment and reflect on that. Because it can be the difference between if you've had a family member or a friend come out to you, it can be the difference between them feeling empowered to continue their transition to feel supported, to feel loved, to feel validated. Or it could be the difference between them trying to hide who they are, feeling shame and pushing down their expression of who they are, leading to anxiety, leading to depression, leading to self-harm. There are positive and negative ways that your response can influence a person in your life. And I really urge you to look inwards before you express any challenging feelings that you have to understand why you're having them and not making them the responsibility of the friend, of the family member who may be coming to you and sharing this. Now, <laughs> that is all. <laughs> I, I know this could have been challenging to hear and that's okay. Don't be afraid of these challenging emotions. That's how we learn, that's how we grow, and that's how we take one step closer to being a more supportive human for trans and gender diverse folks. Now, if you have any questions about this episode or if you'd like to learn more about what we do or, you know, shoot me a message. If you have any questions, I'm always happy to have a chat <laughs> respectfully. <laughs> if you've had challenging feelings come up and you're feeling a little bit upset by that, I really don't <laughs> want to hear those responses because that's a time for you to reflect on you. <laughs> I'm sorry, friend. I mean that with love. But that is a perfect opportunity for you to 
be accountable for your own emotions. But if you have any genuine questions and you want to learn more about anything that I've talked about in today's episode or TGD folks in general, shoot me a message. You can message me at our website, www.fearlessmovement.co, or you can find me on the socials at Facebook by going to Fearless Movement Collective or Instagram, which is where we are the most, by going to non-gendered fitness at the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness, Fearless Movement Collective at the handle Fearless underscore movement underscore co or me, Bowie, by going to the dot no dot t dot mb. Yes. Now until next week, friend, remember, there are so many ways that people can express themselves. And being supportive of a trans or gender diverse person as they explore their gender identity is the truest act of love that you can show them. It doesn't matter if you understand their experience, just trust that they know who they are. Have a rad ass day, folks. <laughs>